Welcome to the Digital Workplace Podcast. These are conversations with CEOs of digital companies, thought leaders, and solution providers about how you can become a level five digital workplace. For the show notes and transcript of this episode, go to thedigitalworkplace.com. Well, welcome back to the show. Today, we have a very special guest. We're talking to Tracy Makita. She is the Chief People Officer at Venna Solutions. Hi, Tracy. How are you doing? Hey, Neil. I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, it's exciting to have you on. I want you first just to introduce yourself. Let us get used to who you are. Perfect. So as you said, my name is Tracy Makita. I am the Chief People Person here at Venna and have been with the company for about the past three years now. Um, prior to joining Vena, I actually had the luxury of working um, in a variety of industries throughout my career. So I've done everything from financial services to retail to manufacturing um, and have now landed in technology and I think found that found this spot I really love. Um, and I've, I've spent most of my career working in people and culture, but have also had the opportunity through my career to also work in services and in operations. And I think that's really allowed me to build a lot of empathy and um, understanding of how kind of the whole business works. So I think it really, um, I encourage folks to uh, to try things outside of their functional area to really gain that business acumen. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah, for sure. So if you didn't do HR, what would you do? Not HR, but chief people stuff. What would you do? I, I think I'd probably be an ops person. Yeah. I really love the process you know, kind of seeing how it all fits together. So definitely think I would probably fall under that functional area. Excellent. Good. And when you compare kind of what you're doing at a technology company versus what you did in retail and other work that you were in, what do you find are the big differences? I mean, we're, we're talking about digital workplaces, but many storefronts are, are much more digital than tech companies in, in some ways in the way they handle the internal operations of what's going on. So as you've made this transition to a tech company, do you find that it's been like, wow, everything's tech enabled and it's like a different level or do you find it's pretty similar? You know, I'd say it's more tech enabled, obviously in tech, but uh, you know, when I think about the comparison between tech and retail, um, retail needs to be pretty nimble. And sometimes the, the bigness of some of the employers I worked with um, makes it hard to be nimble. But in order to be successful, they need to, you know, they're monitoring their sales daily. They are like hourly looking at how business is operating. And I think um, definitely that nimbleness, uh, being agile in tech uh, is something that I I found has been quite different. Um, And then also uh, just the people, obviously working in tech, it is much more um, millennial focused uh, culture than than maybe what you would find in uh, retail or some of the more corporate environments that I've worked with. And uh, people have high expectations of what you are going to deliver as an employer. Mm. Um, and that, that makes it a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, you use the word C, the C word, the culture word. Uh, we, we're talking about digital workplaces. We're talking about how culture changes when you enter into more of a digital atmosphere. So what's been your experience in, in terms of being that usually you know, the chief people person is, is considered kind of the point person. If the culture goes bad, we go, we go to you, right? Which is probably a, <laughs> a misunderstanding of that. But how would you describe the culture of a digital workplace? I don't know that the culture of a digital workplace is truly that different than what um, it was maybe here at Vena prior to um, COVID-19 happening. You know, we still live and abide by the values we have as an organization. So, 
here at here at Venna, we we have um, four values, which we call our core values, and uh, that is customer trust, one team, respect and our respect and authenticity, and execution excellence. And um, you know, we are abiding by those, whether we are in the office together or whether we are we are working digitally. So, I'd say those core values are still at the forefront. Um, definitely things like communication and empathy and um, the ability to be flexible. You know, we have over-indexed on that culturally as we've moved to this digital workspace. Um, so definitely more communication, um, trying to be empathetic and flexible and understanding that uh, not everyone has the same circumstance at home. And, uh, you know, how do we support people who maybe are dealing with their young kids versus those who um, maybe have a sick parent that they're worried about? Uh, that empathy piece and being flexible to support them, we've definitely over-indexed on here as we've kind of gone from this uh, in-office to digital shift. Yeah. Well, let's talk about specifically onboarding, because I feel like that's an area, obviously, you're in the world of HR, you're also a process-minded person, you're also thinking about culture, which I feel like onboarding is just like the perfect use case to figure out, all right, let's figure out how to do this right. You got the whole world open to you, you've recruited a great candidate, they've accepted the offer. How do you bridge that gap? How do you introduce on-ramp that person into your culture? What are some of the things you guys are doing at, at Venna? Well, we definitely, um, I'll kind of take a, a step back. When I arrived at Venna three years ago, um, we introduced an onboarding program at that point, but it was very functionally focused. So we had people come in. Um, it was an in-office experience and uh, people from every function came in and talked about um, what they what their function delivered. And, and we didn't really talk too much at that point about culture. Um, we had evolved um, over the next couple of years to really start to pull in more cultural pieces. But I'd say over the last um, six to nine months is when we've really taken a hard look at our onboarding program. And uh, that's really aligns with when we've we really started to ramp up our hiring. So we were bringing in a lot more people and it was a lot harder to onboard them effectively. Um, uh, without those those processes in place. And so a really neat thing that we did um, late last year was to do a design thinking process uh, with a cross-functional group across the organization. So we pulled in all, almost all of our leaders um, into a number of different design thinking sessions and really spent time looking at kind of four different parts of the onboarding process. So that pre-board, so you haven't actually started with Venna yet, but we want you to start to feel in connection. Um, the second part was, you know, your first couple weeks at the organization, then, then transitioning into your first three months, and then through your first year. What does that process look like, and what could we do differently and more effectively to really, to really make it a um, much more valuable um, valuable process for for new hires and one where they not only ramp quickly but really feel engaged and part of the culture quickly um, and so we had been doing all that work and then COVID-19 hit and um, literally we had uh, we made the decision I think on a Thursday that we were going to shut down the office the following Monday we had 10 new hires starting that day um, and it was okay 
we got to figure this out. We made the decision very quickly that we weren't going to push out hiring or push out those start dates for those people. Um, and so we just took the program that we had and um, over the course of a few days, really started to make it into um, something that would work uh, completely remotely and completely digitally. And I think, uh, you know, that first group, uh, that May 16th cohort uh, may not have been perfect <laughs> for them, but we have definitely come a long way. Um, we've onboarded over 30 people over the past couple of months. And uh, we actually do surveying um, as part of the onboarding process. And uh, our, our survey results have been really great uh, for those new hires. You know, we're looking at everything from um, engagement, uh, initial engagement and kind of uh, connection to the company, to how they got onboarded functionally, to what they thought of their first few days. Um, and we've seen some really positive results, but also some really great uh, feedback. And we've been trying to take that feedback and run with it to make the process even more effective. All right. So walk me back to that Thursday when you hear that, okay, it, this is all going to be remote and you got 10 people that you're, you're trying to join. What's one thing that you were freaking out about at that moment that really didn't end up being that big of a deal? I think we were freaking out about um, technology. And we, we did not have a great process to get people actually their work computers. It was as simple as that. And so we, we kind of took a step back and said, all right, well, they may not have a work computer on day one, but you know everybody has something they can connect with. Um, and so how do we make sure that uh, what they have in place at home can get can get them connected for that those first few days until we actually um, can get their equipment shipped out to them and, and the setup done, done properly? So I think that was one where there was a lot of worry, but it ended up kind of working itself out because of how connected we are as a world today. And then on the flip side, what's one thing you feel like you didn't worry enough about or that kind of caught you by surprise? There's definitely been some feedback that we we have received about those initial couple weeks um, in the onboarding process. And so one of the things we did was we thought to ourselves, okay, we're going to really structure this process for people so that for their first two weeks, they know exactly what they're doing pretty much like from, you know, nine to five each day, you know, whether it be um, product training or whether it be cultural training, whether it be departmental training. And that works for a lot of people. And, you know, they're glad to be busy, you know, if they don't have any home commitments. But we definitely ran into some feedback from folks that, that you know, I have young children at home and I can't be um, booked up for eight complete hours in a day because my husband, my spouse and I, my partner and I, we're, we're shifting off looking after the kids and I just need some more flexibility. And so that's one of the actual learnings that we've taken away and started to, um, as part of our pre-boarding process, actually ask folks like, what does your situation look like while you're working at home? Um, how can we be supportive in building your you know, first couple of weeks onboarding process so that um, you are not overwhelmed, you are not you know, forgetting about your children, <laughs> letting them run, run wild, um, and that you feel like you are having a good onboarding experience with the company. So that is a big shift uh, we're, we're working on now to try to make that a better experience for everybody. Because yeah. every situation is different. Yeah, that's true. I feel like when we explore the digital workplace, you end up with a lot of options for people. There's not going to be one solution that works for everyone. You got to be able to provide lots of different things, right? 
Flexibility. Flexibility is key. Definitely is key. Yeah. When we look at as companies transition to digital workplaces and make this move, a lot of times we say, okay, that transition from level one to level two is just kind of trying to replicate everything you were doing into a, a digital environment, which is sometimes a big thing to jump over, but oftentimes it's not as bad as people think. But then you start to move forward and move toward this level three stage where you start to realize there are some inherent advantages of digital that you didn't have before. So what are some things that you feel like, wow, now that we're focused on a a digital onboarding for people as they go through, what are some things that you are starting to see? Hey, we can really leverage this. We can take advantage of this and make an even better experience than it was before. That's a great question. I definitely think for people who were remote previously, the new onboarding experience is a way better experience for them. So just to give you some context, um, the, the way our onboarding program works is every two weeks, we do a new onboard of hires. And um, most of those people were coming into the Toronto office. And so they got this, you know, they got this in-person experience. Um, but remote folks, uh, they may, may have come in on day one, or it may have been a few weeks before they actually got into the office. And so I think definitely an advantage of going fully remote is everybody is getting the exact same experience. Um, they they all are are uh, and on day one they're getting they're getting that experience. So I think that's definitely advan- an advantage. Um, you know, just the the flexibility that is offered through um, through through going digital. There's definitely much more much more flexibility. And I think just being nimble and being able to to shift quickly, we've definitely seen an advantage in that, that we've, you know, something isn't working in what we're doing and we're able to connect to to really quickly shift and and move it uh, to another, to another, move it um, and work with it in another way than we previously did. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little more about culture, specifically trying to get someone, you guys have these four really defined values that are part of, of what you do. There's obviously behaviors that are running through the office. What is your philosophy when it comes to training a new person who's just joining the company and says, look, this is who we are. These aren't just posters up on the wall, but this is, we do things differently because we value these things. How do you translate that to somebody that's new? How do you get them to really feel those values, especially in a digital environment? Yeah, I think definitely we um, we weave them into everything we talk about. And so um, prior to day one, when uh, we're sharing onboarding information with folks, uh, they're getting information on on the values through that process. On day one, when they you know walk into their digital onboarding, every um, presenter, every part of that um, first few days experience, we've taken our core values and really tried to weave them into the language that we use, the information that is shared um, when we talk about uh, how we recognize people and recognition programs that we've had. We've weaved um, pieces of our core values into each of those. And so I think... um, you know, in the first few days, they're definitely getting that. And then, you know, we, a good example, we, we have um, transitioned from a monthly town hall to a weekly town hall now that we've gone digital just to over communicate. And we are constantly um, every week talking about something that is core values related, whether it be, um, 
you know, our recognition programs, whether it be our new, our new Vicky that we just launched, which is our online, uh, o- online wiki or communication portal and uh, why transparency is so important as part of our values. So on a weekly basis, we're weaving pieces in that are really focused on the values and uh, trying to ensure that people experience um, as much as possible uh, what they may have gotten through the office experience, but in more of a digital forum. When I think about onboarding, I think about your, especially in, in the bit about culture, it's almost like you're making promises to these new candidates who've come in, new people who join and said, this is who we are. We promise to act like this. W- what are some ways that, that you can do that in a digital way, in a, in a way that you communicate to them, say, this is who we are, and then follow up on those promises and say, from your entire experience, from day one, joining this company, we're going to be like this. How have you guys baked in those promises and how do you fulfill them even in some of these people who've been with you for two months now? Yeah, I think definitely we over-communicate and then we we ask for feedback. And so we have um, feedback loops that are pretty continuous here at Vena. Um, you know, they're getting, they're being provided with the opportunity to provide feedback right from that day one Vena 101 experience, um, 60 days in, and then on a quarterly basis, we're, we're asking for their feedback um, through our Vena Life survey process. And I think, um, being able to kind of see that feedback. And then, you know, I always say to our people leaders, it's great to ask for feedback, but if you don't do anything with that and you don't actually communicate back to your folks that you've seen the feedback and you've read the feedback and, you know, develop action plans from it, you're really going to lose the trust and the credibility um, that you need to have as a leader and that we need to have as an organization. So I would just really highlight that feedback mechanism and making sure that you um, ask for it, but then also take action on it. Tracy, let me close up with this question. Let's look into the future. Let's look into how companies will do onboarding five years from now. And let's say it's, you know, just at a, a different level than what's going on at this point. What do you feel like that would look like? What's the next level of onboarding that you guys hope to reach? And both in terms of practices you do and technology that may not be available yet, like what would you hope to be the next level for you? Oh, that's a great question. Definitely, I think there's going to be a mix between digital and in-person for us at Bena. Um, I think we we truly, you know, we are a very collaborative, team-focused environment. And while you can get um, much of that digitally, I think there is parts of that that you really... Um, you know, that are really beneficial when you get to work side by side or collaborate side by side in person and and really get to read their body language and see what it's like in the office and, and that type of thing. So I truly believe, um, you know, our future state will be digital onboarding with touches of in-person experience, no matter where you're based. And uh, I think that for us, it, you know, it may not... Other companies may go completely digitally, but I think for us, it will be a hybrid approach that uh, really is reflective of who we are and what we're all about. Tracy, it's been fun to chat with you, learn more about how real companies are are adapting to these changes and are building their own digital workplace and different things. Uh, Where can people go to learn more about Vena and, and the stuff you guys are doing? Yeah, definitely. There's a couple different places they can go. We have um, 
uh, obviously our website, venicesolutions.com. Um, we just a couple of weeks ago did a great virtual conference and uh, they can go check out that and learn a lot about the company that's at plantogrow.com. And we also have a really active um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn pages that really showcase what the culture at Venno looks like. Um, Glassdoor is another spot. So I'd encourage people who want to kind of understand the culture to check out some of our social sites and, and they'll definitely get a flavor of what we're all about by going there. Great. Well, thanks, Tracy, for being on the show and sharing your experiences with us. And we look forward to being in touch later. Thanks so much. This has been the Digital Workplace Podcast. If you liked it, please take a minute to leave a review wherever you found it. Go to thedigitalworkplace.com and sign up for our twice a month newsletter. It keeps you up to date on the best ways to build a level five digital workplace. Music for the show is provided by City of Sound. I'm your host, Neil Miller. Keep moving forward.